0: Welcome back to another episode of the Uninformed Gamers. I am one of your hosts here. You've got me, Chameleon or Chris, and I have two with me, my two hosts with the mostest. You know, like the hostess, ah, you know. But I've got with me old uh, Rad Dreams of Rad Dreams review.
1: Hey, what up?
0: What's up? And I've got with me Devin, old Darkness Tiger.
2: Old why am i old i'm not that old i'm the youngest one here he, he,
1: yeah i was gonna say he, you're,
2: you're the youngest one here yeah leave me alone <laughs> chris is so bothered by this information
0: <laughs> no no okay no 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 uh anyways how are you fellas doing what, what are we playing right now here boys what, what are we playing
2: i mean i'll go do first. you I'll take
0: who, do you want me to start dev or you want me to start?
2: Uh, I'll go first. Uh, Uh, Okay.
1: yeah, Go for it, Devin.
2: All right. Well, um, recently, I've obviously been... Like always, I'm always working my way through the Forza Motorsports at Formula One. But there actually has been an RPG game that I found myself getting back into. And it's definitely Cyberpunk 2077. That is now taking up the majority of my Mm. gaming time. Uh, I will say, if you can have some good immersive headsets and you can just focus... I find the game rather enjoyable, just even just walking around. Um, I've discovered mm. that I am also the kind of individual that when I have nothing to do for the next six hours, I will actually walk around and like look at things as if I'm actually in the real world. Like I'm climbing oh, really? uh, up uh, I'm climbing up ladders and I am like looking at each one as I'm climbing up. I'm looking down. When it comes time to shooting, I'm just like, I'll duck behind cover and then I'll like poke my head out just slightly, just a little mm-hmm. bit, just to make sure. Wait a little bit. Nope, not not time to shoot, not time to shoot. It's a lot of fun. Even the little side quests are great. I do say, I have to say, the gigs are very enjoyable if you get an opportunity to read everything. The gigs mm-hmm. are a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, that's good to hear. Uh, so you're talking about like the headphones that go along with Cyberpunk. I did see something recently in stores i don't know if you guys have ever seen this it's called a haptic feedback vest uh that you i don't know if you've <laughs> oh, seen no. this
2: uh, i have not but um, sounds, sounds terrifying
1: not not to derail your your conversation but this haptic that feedback does sound vest is nowhere I guess near
2: put one on
1: so a little little background knowledge about this is it's nowhere near the level of the haptic feedback for uh, Ready Player One, at all. I don't know if you've seen that film or read the novel, but I've seen yeah uh, in Great the, book. okay. in the bro. novel and yes, phenomenal book. It was a, yeah average film. Sequel book sucked, but anyway, the characters <laughs> wear this um, haptic feedback suit that when you go into the game, the, you know, the virtual realm, you feel like everything. And essentially this vest that you can buy in stores, it costs between four to $500. So it's extremely expensive. It's this vest that you wrap around your entire torso. It has speakers. It has like these vibration panels and shit. And essentially it's supposed to simulate what you would be experiencing in the game. So I imagine If you play Cyberpunk, that vest would uh, probably go a long way.
2: (laughs) I will say, do you you know what game would be worse to have that vest on in? What's that? Dead Space. Imagine just like you're walking around in Mm. Dead Space and one of those creatures just rips you in half. Like that vest will like just be bleeding you out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would not. I don't know if I would buy this.
0: I would not buy that. That's, that's for some sick people. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're masochists. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> that's understandable. But uh,
1: to, what what else have you been getting into, Devin?
2: Um, besides that, um, I've, I've been really trying to make time for my PS5, but it's just... I don't know. It's just because it's like an out of sight, out of mind thing. Like, I know that I want to play it. Like, I know, hey, I paid all this money for it. Go ahead and play it. It's just the fact that there's so many other games that take precedent. Yeah, there's God of War, which I haven't even started Mm -hmm. yet. Yeah, I still have to finish Stray. I have to finish Hogwarts Legacy on the PS5. And not to mention, Baldur's Gate 3 just came out. And I know I'm probably going to pick that up. And Alan Wake 2 sometime soon with the next couple paychecks. Uh, besides those two things it's just been me kind of watching a lot of movies uh i'm reworking my way through the mission impossible series and i have to say oh interesting they're really good movies even though they don't really hold up that well
1: it's been a long time since i've actually watched a mission impossible film
0: I've never seen one. They're good. I mean, Not from what I
1: one. can remember, I, I the last one I saw, I think was number three or four, maybe. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Were they on? Do like 10?
1: I don't know. What, what no, number no, are I, they? On? I think,
2: I think they're on number seven. I think uh, Re- Dead Reckoning was the last, most recent one. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, because I I I have yet to see Simon Pegg in a Mission Impossible, and I know he's like a primary character now.
2: Ah, uh, okay. Then the last one you saw was about three, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because uh, he shifted to his role in what number four or number five?
2: Um, I think that his character was introduced to number four, but he didn't become okay. like a main character until about number five.
1: Hmm. Okay, so yeah, that sounds about right. That three was the last one I saw.
2: Yeah, because for the most part, for the entire mission, or for at least the first four movies of Mission Impossible outside of Tom Cruise, most characters were only in one movie. Tom Cruise is the only consistent. I gotcha. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. As He's the main series, character. Yeah. Even though the movie, even though when the series starts, it makes it seem like it's more of a team based thing, but as the series mm. progresses, Oh, it's just mostly just Tom Cruise and everybody else eventually yeah. gets murdered off.
1: I will say though, uh, yeah. I, I re- e- even though Tom Cruise is a bit crazy uh and that's putting it lightly. Uh I will say he does his own stunts and I have a lot of respect for that. <clears throat>
0: 100%.
2: And that's probably one of the reasons why I enjoy the Mission Impossible movies is because whenever they're releasing a new one, one thing Tom Cruise always does is talk about the stunt that he did that he himself did. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> each and each time he elevates the stunt even higher. So yeah. the Mission Impossible And he goes into it I'm like in so, depth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah the mission impossible that I watched last night was him actually like running up to an airplane and holding on to an airplane as the airplane is taking off. And now that, cool. that was, he, he actually, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that he's stunt. a badass. And the most recent mission impossible, the one that just came out, the stunt there was taking a dirt bike, riding it off the side of a cliff. And then I seen that clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. again, that was Tom Cruise. I think, Bruce.
1: I think w- if I remember correctly, he said in an interview he had to do a couple takes for that.
2: Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> well, the original, I think that movie also got delayed. Or it was either that one or the one before it got delayed. Because there was a stunt that he was doing where he had to jump across buildings. And he missed. Yeah. And like broke his arm or whatever.
1: So oh, he actually had
2: to put the movie. Yeah, they actually had to pause the movie because yeah. they're like, "Oh, well, he can't, he can't have him now." So yeah, he's he definitely does his own. You yeah. can't film. There nothing. is, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Tom Cruise would still film with a broken arm, though. Oh
1: yeah. It's like between so, yeah, Mason... uh, between him 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 and like Jackie Chan, man. I tell you, those they are the real ones. They're crazy.
2: But yeah, Mason, what's been up on your end? What have you been up to? Uh,
1: I think I mentioned this on last podcast. Where did, did did we talk about my birthday on the last
2: podcast? Uh, we talked, I don't recall. I think, I know we <laughs> talked about you doing something on the 12th. Yes, and
1: I, ju- I, I was just going to segue into that after. But anyway, it was my birthday on December 3rd. I can't recall if we talked about it. But hit the big three, three. Uh, so double three feels good to be old. <laughs> uh, but in terms of gaming, uh, on the 12th, which was yesterday, I you know, did my uh, basically gaming event for pancreatic cancer research to try to raise money for the charity of the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, or PANCAN for short. I've done stuff with them in the past, like walks, like a 5K back in like 2013. So it's been a while since I've done an actual event, but I try to keep in in touch with the organization as well as like get updates on like different events. But for the anniversary of my mom's passing, I wanted to do like a special event for uh, cancer research, try to raise money, and uh played Spyro the Dragon, the reignited trilogy. Ideally, I wanted to get through as much of each game as possible. And it took a lot longer to beat the first game than I initially thought. Because um, I was planning to go from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Yeah. over you know, for long stream. And it took me damn near close to eight hours to beat the first game. Jeez. And at that point, my head was feeling like really foggy. And I'm like, "Ah, I I don't know if I should stream like another four hours and and, and dive into the second game. So after I beat the first game at at about the eight hour mark, I called it. I'm like, you know, I don't want the event to suffer. I don't want the stream to suffer. I'm going to call it here and, uh, you know, maybe finish the rest of the trilogy at a later time.
0: Yeah, that was that was dope, dude. I actually, um, I jumped in and put you on in the background while oh, I was did doing you? some work for a little bit. Oh, nice, yeah. thank you. What did,
1: I mean, what did you, what were your thoughts?
0: Oh, it was, it was fun. You were um, you were at the part in Spiral where you have to like kiss the oh, uh, the pixies the princess woman, yeah. and she powers up your dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget exactly what what you That's were getting it. out of it.
1: It was like uh, <laughs> it was like a. Pixie or something? Yeah, yeah, it was he, like a power up. The, so that if you like the pixie, like kisses your nose, and then she gives you like a power up for your flame to make. Yeah, and it allows you to defeat like certain enemies.
0: Yep, yep, yeah. I had joined in that that part, and I like put you on while I was working for a little bit, but then I had to had to run away. So <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I appreciate I it. Want. You know, like I said, in during the event, and even before the event, just tuning in and. Uh, supporting the, the, the event and the stream, that's ultimately like what mattered. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the money aspect for the charity was a secondary objective, just helping raise, sure. a, w- raise awareness and just making sure to provide like a good vibe, uh, good atmosphere for the day was what I was like really mainly concerned with. And I think we, ac- yeah. I think we accomplished it for sure. Despite me only going like eight hours.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So that was awesome. but it was fun. It was fun to replay the game. And uh I definitely want to play this the second one and the third one. And then
0: yeah.
1: other than that, I beat the very first Metal Gear Solid again. Um no, I told you guys I was replaying the collection. I beat the first one. Yep. So that was awesome. Uh I did the ending where Meryl spoiler alert, Merrill lives. Uh, there's two different endings with Metal Gear Solid, one in which the character Meryl lives, one in which she unfortunately does not. Um, it's a bit of a spoiler there, but... Okay. Oh. But yeah, I got that ending because I like that ending more, and you get a better unlockable for beating the game like that. You get this... Um, this isn't really a super spoiler, but you get a bandana that if you replay the game... You get infinite ammo if you wear the bandana. Oh, dope. (laughs) So that's really cool. And then if you do the other ending, uh, and she unfortunately doesn't make it, you get this other item that is a active camouflage that basically makes your entire character invisible. Oh, So it's like, what would you rather have?
2: Now when you say invisible are we talking like your character is only invisible like just gameplay wise everybody can still see you or your character is actually invisible and nobody can see you at all
1: so the enemies so you have like this think of like um, you ever see like the movie uh, hollow Man
2: uh, yes
1: with um no. with uh, Kevin Bacon I think it was an old old movie it was like during his early days. But anyway, it's kind of similar to like that invisibility where like you you see the outline of your character instead of the enemies, but you're you're invisible enough that you're not super noticeable unless somebody's like really really paying attention.
2: Ah. Yeah. Epic.
1: You still make noise, too. Like, if, if you walk in snow, your footprints still appear. If you, you know, uh, walk in a puddle, you still make a noise. And enemies will be like, oh, what's that? Oh. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> but, yeah, that, So I, I was doing that. What about you, Chris?
0: Yeah, what have I been up to? Um, So I did get Baldur's Gate 3. Oh,
1: did you? Nice. Oh, snap.
0: Yes. I did absolutely get wiped.
1: Oh, no. We're, <laughs> in no a shocker. stupid way. Oh, what, what happened?
0: I need to know. So it was probably about, I would say, like, an hour and a half in. I had to get off after I wiped. So I haven't been back since because mm. I just haven't had the time. Because I was like, I need, like, a few hours to, like, dedicate to this game. Yeah. Um, And so, I don't know. There's this encounter that you have, and you you beat all these enemies, and then there's this piece of the ground, you can totally see that the ground is broken if enough weight goes on this ground, you fall. Oh. Like, okay. I understand that. I'm good. So I was like, alright, there's something above it. I'm trying to like figure out how I can cut it so that it'll drop and drop right through, because that's exactly what it's for. Could not for the life of me figure out how to do it accidentally clicked on the spot fell right through and, and fell died. into a cavern filled with like a bunch of enemies. Oof. And I just got jumped. Oh <laughs> no. Just absolutely jumped. <laughs> and I was just like, "Well, I can only fix this if I I have to redo the 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 fight before that and figure out how to actually like <laughs> knock that object mm-hmm. out of the sky."
1: <laughs> so, uh speaking of Baldur's Gate, I am waiting till the physical copy gets released on xbox which should be in early january i believe that's what Mm. larian said with that because i i want the physical copy uh there is that small part of me that wants the digital because i want to play it uh so bad but i i really want that physical copy
0: fair no that's fair you're, you're going to love it. Oh, you're I mean, I
1: played, <laughs> like I said before, in an earlier episode, I played the early access on PC, but at the lowest possible yeah. settings. So I haven't been able to experience the game at full power. And now that I have the right. Xbox series X, I can do that. So I'm very excited oh, to, yeah. to see the game, experience the game, you know, full tilt, you know?
0: Yeah. It's a so, smooth experience. Uh, I've seen no issues.
2: So, Chris, did you buy it for PC or did you buy it for Xbox?
0: Xbox, my PC probably couldn't run that game.
2: I'm glad. i have got a PC po- player it might be able that. to,
0: but I'm not able to enjoy it. Oh yeah, no, no well. uh, t- t- I mean silly.
1: the the game does require you know some hefty hardware for PC.
0: cut out there for a sec mace what'd you say did you uh, cut out
2: i think he i no you cut out my good sir oh did i that's eh, all right oh i'm sorry internet yeah, troubles, what, what did you say <laughs> internet <troubles Whoops>. all. <laughs> <us off. laughs>
1: sorry about that oh, yeah. um uh, what what did i say um <laughs> we i i, we were for, talking I about forgot what we i said,
2: said. <laughs> we were talking about Boulder's <laughs> gate and it running smoothly and not every PC player has a PC that can run it smoothly. Oh
1: yeah. And I, I said, um, no, the, it requires hefty hardware for PC.
0: Yep. I'm out. Mine's a middle of the road computer. I'm, I'm not silly. I'm not spending three grand on a computer. Just not doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't
2: know. I don't know, Chris, whenever I tell people that I game with an Xbox, AKA a console, they are like, you just need to get a PC. It's only three grand. And I'm like, okay. I I don't got money like that.
0: Just, <laughs> just I got to send you guys this video. I got to send you this video. All right. you guys I got to find Feel it. Feel free. <laughs>
2: but like, while you were talking about your boulders gate story, Chris, that reminded me of something that happened to me yesterday in cyberpunk that I think you'll get a kick out of. Um, I was not. it. Okay. So when you're doing gigs and missions or, or like just storyline related things, I don't know why I was under the impression that there was only one way to do things. And that was not true. Like I was just under the impression like, Oh, okay. If I need to do something, like I need to go ahead and hack this computer. Well, I need to kill every single person here before I do it, before I successfully able to do it. I can't just, I can't just sneak past them because eventually somebody's going to see me. I'm going to have to kill everyone. So I discovered that actually I don't need to kill everybody. I can just like go ahead, hack into cameras and just make their heads explode. So I have to like go into this, this uh, end run by the Valentinos and I have to go upstairs and I have to hack into their computer and get some evidence. And I said, okay, easy. So I'm scouting it out. I'm like, okay, there's no real easy way for me to go ahead. And I can't just jump into the roof. I can't climb up anything. So let me see if I can just walk in without like alerting everybody. So I walk into the inn and it's not a problem whatsoever. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, all right, I see that there's a camera. Let me go by this camera. Let me just, let me scope out the scene. Let me scope out the scene. So I'm like, okay, there's plenty of enemies. I just can't easily walk upstairs. So I'm like, okay, right next to this camera, there's a bathroom. So I'm trying for about two minutes. I need to activate this camera and then close this bathroom door so no one knows where I'm at. So I get it to work. I'm like, all right, cool. This is perfect. I'm going to do this 100% stealth. This is going to be no issues whatsoever. So I'm checking around. I'm tracking people with the, with the tagger. I'm like, okay, I know where you are. I know where you are. I know where you are. Everybody's good. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and just start lighting people up just via hacking, just hacking them and just like making their heads go crazy. I do this with the very first person. And it does not kill them, which is fine. I'll just do it two more times. But after I do it to the first person, they start tracking me back. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I got to get rid of this person quickly. (laughs) So I I kill that person. (laughs) I kill that person, and it's still tracking me. (laughs) And I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, Oh, jeez. So then eventually it (laughs) it, it gets the full tracker, and now everybody knows that I'm in the bathroom. So everyone just starts running downstairs. So I'm in this bathroom. Help That's up, wild, dude. And like, and I can see everybody's like red outline on the map. I can just see everybody's red outline, so I know where everybody is. So then, like, I see people like uh, slowly creeping up to the door, and they're trying to open the door. And I say, "All right, well, I guess we're gonna do this old school." So I just pull out my shotgun, and I just stand there with the shotgun pointed at the door. The door opens, blast them, head explodes, and I just close the bathroom door. This went on for 30 minutes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> people would just kept coming That's into insane. the end. Oh my God. I was just like, man, this did not go according to plan at all. <laughs> and then you know what's really messed up? <laughs> After I killed That's everybody, wild, I, it took me about it took me about an hour to finish this mission. After about an hour, what had happened was I, I went ahead and um I was like, okay everybody's dead let me go ahead and do my mission after about an hour, i go out there I, I hack the computer and as i'm leaving out the room i see a door apparently there was steps there was stairs i could have walked up that could have prevented all of this from happening Like holy shit man uh, it you could have taken the, you taken the stairs I could have taken the stairs and like I literally just, when, I, when I discovered there were stairs I was just like alright I'm just gonna go down the stairs and I just walked out the back door like bodies are everywhere Pe- people are afraid <laughs> innocent people are scared and I just caught casually out the back door so I was like oh okay so I need to pay more attention so for the next mission I actually end up doing the entire next mission which is another infiltration mission I get through the entire mission not a single person dies and I said oh okay you can actually play this game without killing people there you go yeah
0: 100 that
1: kind of reminds 100%. me of um uh, uh what was that g- that game called where you were like a human cyborg uh deus ex machina ah uh, yeah yeah that's what it was i didn't play it where like you could play the game either run and gun or you could do it entirely stealth or you could do a hybrid i love that game it's so good
2: it's a very good game. I prefer stealth runs myself because sometimes it doesn't feel good mm-hmm. to go up and just murder everybody. Like that's not how that's not how realistic yeah. things happen.
1: And th- and that's uh, kind of like with Metal Gear Solid as well. You could do either stealth or you could just go there guns
2: blazing. Oh yeah, Metal Gear Solid is really good at that. The only drawback about uh, I can this I can only really speaking about the Phantom Pain. The only drawback is sometimes yeah. the stealth missions. You have to wait a very long time for an opportunity.
1: Yeah, that's true. And then, like, if you do get caught, it does take a while for the enemies to reset and kind of, like, give up looking for you.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that because that's very realistic. But that was the reason why I didn't get into Phantom Pain as much because I was just like, man, Mm -hmm. I don't have all day for them to, like, look for me.
1: See, I. And this pains me to this pains me to admit, I have not played Phantom Pain yet.
2: Um, I think it is probably one of the most beautiful games uh, ever made at that time, but it's not a game I would mm. recommend it to a person. I said this game is very niche, and you have to be willing to spend mm. a lot of okay. time to thoroughly enjoy it.
1: But I gotcha. Because I I liked uh, number four.
2: Number four was good, but number five, I thought was going to be one where I was going to really get into the series, but I just, I never did. And I had Mm -hmm. four and I had five. Uh, But speaking of games that we all enjoy, let's talk about the video game award winners. We, uh, unfortunately, we shot the episode a day before the winners were announced, so we weren't able to get into it, but we can finally get into it today. And let's go ahead and let's just start. We're not going to get into every category. Because obviously there's a lot of categories that, eh, yeah. to be honest, here, don't care about. But let's talk about Game of the Year winner. There was no surprise here. There was none. We knew who was going to be. We predicted it oh. on yeah. this podcast. And Boulders Gate yep. 3 won Game of the Year. Shocker. Yep. Well-deserved, des- yep. well, well honestly. Uh, well- Chris, let's let's find out. Chris, is that true? Does Baldur's Gate three deserve Game of the Year, considering you've played a few other games? I think on the Game of the Year list.
0: <laughs> I have played three of these games. Uh, nah, man, Super Mario Bros. Wonder <laughs> got snubbed. <laughs> Actually, Spider uh,
2: we'll Man two got snubbed. We'll get into that in a no. minute.
1: Yeah, we will definitely. No, get it yes, it did.
2: I I hate to admit it, but dude, we'll get into Spider-Man two in a second, Mason. Yeah, we'll We'll get into that. All right, all right. I'm not even. I
1: haven't even played the game.
2: All right, Chris, Baldur's
0: Gate. I would say absolutely unanimous. Baldur's Gate three. I don't even know what else anyone would have possibly have voted for on this list. Yeah,
1: I don't think anything in this list really comes close to Baldur's Gate in in terms of uh, game of the year.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, seeing as how this this list is driven by 90% of whoever the panel is, and 10% of us uh, gamers, I just have a hard time believing that they voted for anything else but Baldur's Gate 3.
2: But I will say, when you're going through this list, Baldur's Gate 3 did not sweep as much as we thought it was going to sweep. No, and I was actually surprised by this. Yeah, I was surprised by this too because the the game that I was rooting super hard for, actually put up a really good defense, and that is Alan Wake Two. Alan Wake Two took home a yeah. lot of awards.
1: Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see Alan Wake Two uh, doing as good as it did, especially with the categories that it did end up winning.
2: Yeah, best game direction, best narrative, best and best art direction. I was like, mm-hmm. the fact that it was three, I was just like, that is a surprise. Like, I thought it was going to get snubbed, and I'm glad mm-hmm. it didn't.
1: Yeah, but I yeah. The pick, do the S- and <clears throat> for for a, a game strictly about a narrative, I do think Alan Wake Two was the was the pick, especially for that category.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, as I said, we can't really get into every single topic because there's quite a lot of topics. But let's go ahead and let's get into what me and Mason were just talking about. Who got absolutely shafted, and it was definitely Spider-Man Two, nominated seven so, times, <laughs> lost seven every times. And, yep, and well. uh, not to mention other
1: snubs that weren't even considered. You know, Starfield, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Like, those two games got absolutely snubbed.
0: Yeah. All right. Here's my thing. I don't feel that Spider-Man 2 got snubbed. Yeah, uh, it. The, the, the thing is, is it went against oh, two games that were just going to annihilate it at any point in, the, in time. True. Like, every time it was in one of those categories, one of those other two games, of course, me speaking about... Baldur's Gate 3 and uh, Alan Wake 2. It was against those. So it's just like, okay, I'm not going to pick Spider-Man over those two <clears throat> games in any of the categories it was in.
1: I would say the best uh, chance that Spider-Man 2 had of winning was in the best action adventure game, but Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom ended up winning that one.
0: Yeah, I would, and I would and even in that one, mm-hmm. I would... <sighs> Let me see. Let me look at this one. So, that's so what was it when there was Alan the yeah, we 2, Spider Man, Resident Evil 4,
2: uh, and Jedi, Jedi Survivor, Survivor, Star Wars, and Legend yeah. Survivor. So,
0: and then it actually defines this category. Um, so it's best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. So, Spider Man doesn't have any real puzzle solving that I am. Personally aware of. Yeah, I was going to say like Spider Man doesn't have puzzles, so like if we're if we're going by all of those pieces, Legend of Zelda, I see exactly why it took this Mm -hmm. category. I do too. I
2: will say I read an article and basically it said that this year Sony really kind of did not do well, and obviously, um, talking about Spider Man two here, but every category that was featured this year. It really went to multi-platform games. The multi-platform games really beat yes. out against yeah. exclusivity this year. And it really, it kind of was a bit of a smack for Sony, who has kind of built its entire customer base on great exclusivities. But in 2023, it apparently did not have a single one.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the only thing that... <laughs> there just wasn't, I felt like there wasn't that many... Mm. uh Sony games that came out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to shit on Sony. I, I was
2: gonna say you, you forgot about not. Final Fantasy. But like, which won its category?
0: Right, but like, okay, Final Fantasy and Spider Man. What else did they release this past year?
1: I mean, God of War, right? Ragnarok. <laughs> I thought. uh
2: I think God, was I think God of War Ragnarok this year. What, I thought or what, it was, last or was that last year. I think God of War Ragnarok was uh, last year. Yeah, it was last year. Oh, that was, like, yeah, okay, was that last,
0: year. last year. Okay. So, like, it honestly, it's their own doing. They just didn't have much this year. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what else to tell. Them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, I, what about, what
2: about they Horizon, basically Horizon Forbidden put one West? One game in here Horizon Forbidden West came out this year.
0: I thought that was last year, wasn't it?
2: Nope. That was absolutely this year. That's this has been a long year. I'll tell you that. But there's also oh. recency bias because Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West. Yeah, true. there is. Because. Because Horizon that's Forbidden right. West that's also right. came out the same time, around the same time as Hogwarts Legacy.
0: Wait, 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 wait! No, it says uh, it says it came out in twenty twenty
2: two. Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores came out in twenty three. I think that's the VR thing that they did. Uh yeah, that's the VR. Oh, okay, the VR. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, that probably shouldn't have been nominated anyway. Uh, was even nominated in the VR category. <laughs> Yeah, uh, probably not. I don't want to. Horizon <laughs> Call, it think. was, but it was. Oh, was
0: it? Okay. Resident Evil. Got
2: it. I will say, though, Resident I was very happy. Mm hmm. That's a PS5 exclusive. Or in PC, I think.
1: I will say, I was very happy with uh, Final Fantasy 16 winning best score and like best music and everything. You know,
0: I'm know okay what, with it say. winning it.
2: I know what Chris is gonna say, <laughs>
0: but Hi-Fi Rush was so good. <laughs>
1: no, it, trust no. All right, so here's so Hi-Fi Rush won Best Audio Design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms yeah. of music, like the score of the game, I think that belongs to Final Fantasy. And there's a difference between audio design and a in-game music and score. I think there's a big I distinction there. He
0: going.
2: The timing on that was impeccable. <laughs> well, when Mason resurfaces, we will bring it back to you. But what Mason was saying, that there is a difference between audio design as well as best score music. Final Fantasy, I will say, I can absolutely see how it won this category, but I will agree with Chris. Final Fantasy, when I played it, it definitely has that the score that makes you feel like you're a part of something bigger. Like you're like uh, actual countries falling apart, and I I understand that that's what that meant.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and you're back. it's very cinematic. It is very cinematic. Yeah, like uh, I haven't played the game personally, but I have seen uh, footage. You no, know, I've watched people play it online, and uh, there was a specific moment where you fight a summon. And it is like the most hype thing I have seen and listened to. I'm like, holy cow. I feel like I'm in uh, IMAX or something.
0: Yeah. Then that is like, that was my experience too. When I played uh, Final Fantasy 15 with the boys, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, road tripping, road (laughs) tripping. Yes. When you fought those big summon things the music was out of this world. They mm-hmm. do do that really well. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, no boy. Uematsu is the composer and he is just absolutely goaded. He's, he's amazing.
0: Yeah. So I can understand that they won. I just have bias because I didn't play 16. Cause unfortunately it was only on PlayStation and maybe PC.
1: Oh shit. Uh, you know, I was wrong. It's not, it's not Uematsu. It's, uh, uh, Masayoshi Soken.
0: Ah, okay, got okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, well, got
2: Chris, I was thinking Chris, You shouldn't um... be upset because, based off sales numbers, nobody else played Final Fantasy 16 either. Um, but <laughs> I wow, give that's
0: a... Square Enix's fault.
2: That was Square's fault, and they should admit that. But I want to give a special shout out to Cyberpunk 2077, which won its very first award in three years. It won best ongoing hey. game. Hell yeah. yeah. That was that was so wild to me that I was just they somebody was just like Cyberpunk won its first award 3 years after the game came out. It that do you think smart. it deserved it? Um Ooh. The problem is when you That's have Fortnite uh, and Genshin Impact and Final Fantasy 14 it's uh, hard. <laughs> It's hard, and I think it won it simply because of the massive turnaround. Fortnite didn't have to do a massive turnaround. Mm -hmm. Uh, Against an Impact did not have to do a massive turnaround, and neither did Final Fantasy XIV. So I think for a massive turnaround similar to No Man's Sky, I think it absolutely did deserve to win this award.
1: Mm. Yeah, Yeah, I was surprised that it won this category. I was expecting probably Fortnite to win, to be honest. Oh, 100%.
2: Like... I don't play I Fortnite. I, I've never I've I never don't played either. Fortnite. But it looks like Fortnite looks like it would be fun. Just based off what I hear. It about does, it. especially
1: especially with all of the shit that they're adding to the game. Like you can it's basically Minecraft now with uh, Lego in it, and then it, they're implementing like Rocket League in it. It's like holy cow.
0: Yeah, right. Lego in it, I'm like as soon as I saw that, I was like, I need to download this. Yeah, like, <laughs> this I, looks like my, yeah,
1: honestly. Company. Like, I said this to you guys when we were watching it, uh, as like a live reaction. Like, when I saw the Lego announcement, I was just like, I would unironically play this because it looks like fun.
2: <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> I was like a few minutes behind you guys because I had paused to go do something. And then when I came back, I came across it, and like the first 15 seconds, I, I little and I texted you guys, I was like, why does this game look like Lego Fortnite? <laughs> and it was. Because it was. <laughs> because it is. Because, because it, it is. is.
1: Mm-hmm. Somebody, so, was, somebody
2: before, was like Fortnite cash grab. And I'm like, yeah, that's true.
1: Hmm. So b- before we move on to our next category, I wanted to touch on something with the game awards itself. And I, I wanted your guys' input on it to see if you uh, agree with this sentiment. I felt that the game awards were less about the awards and was more about promotion. I felt that it was very corporate and I felt that it was hollow in the awards themselves. I felt more. <laughs> no, there he is. Now you're
0: back. Back. No, I was, silenced, back. but,
1: uh, but yeah, I felt that the, the game awards was more about the propaganda of hyping things up. It was more about announcements and less about the awards. And it just, it felt very hollow and corporate.
0: Yeah, it's, and I would totally agree with that because they were just basically, uh, trying to push them off the stage by playing music.
1: Yeah. The, (laughs) the, the the
0: music.
2: I I will say there was
0: a, there was a TV that's it, wrap it up, basically. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I will say in every award show though, there is that because some people have a tendency to go ahead and speak for a very long time. Like I mentioned this last video game awards where the voice actor who does God of War, who does Kratos as God of War, he was talking for a really long time. And I'm going to say, and this might sound offensive, but it's like, it, it was like well, seven there. minutes, right? I think it was either seven or eight minutes. And when he was talking, it was mostly about nothing. Like, come up, get your yeah, award exactly. accepted and go. I told you guys, I said I think the video game awards are way too long to begin with. Because Mason, it seemed they like are. there were so like many, like three and a half hours. I I was I was tapped out after two. I'm like, I can't keep watching this. Like, there were so many announcements, mm-hmm. so many things I just did not care about. Um, because the video game awards is trying to be the new E3, and we're gonna get into that soon. It's they're trying to show exactly. so much into this at one time. There were some really cool announcements. Uh, Marvel's yes. Blade was announced, which looked really cool, and a cinematic trailer. And but that was that was not the thing that interested me the most. The thing that, that really uh, no. got my goat, literally and figuratively, was the Jurassic Park survival. I'm I'm excited. I'm hyped. Really? Okay. I see. I I'm I normally don't, don't do survival. I normally do survival, but that was the one that caught my attention. See, what what
1: made me the most hype is Sega making a comeback. Yes. Like,
0: Crazy Taxi Driver.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> like, Crazy Taxi, Golden Axe, you have Streets of Rage, and you have uh, Jet Set Radio all making a comeback. That is. Oh, and Shinobi. See,
2: that's crazy. Oh, yeah. Here was my here was my problem when I saw that because like when I saw the Crazy Taxi I'm like oh cool uh, a remaster of Crazy Taxi another one cool we haven't seen that before but then it was just like oh these aren't remasters oh we're just going back and we're just redoing these games and then I was just like is this what, mm-hmm. so well, this is what is this what Sega has become like this is this this they just keep re-releasing the exact same thing no longer trying anything new hey we're gonna keep going back to our golden hits. They're trying to do the Nintendo. Hey, that's map what, n- what Nintendo.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that's what Nintendo does. And it's old. <laughs> it's
2: getting old. Sega is not Nintendo. Sega does not have the IP's to be Nintendo. Are people really going to be lining up I to think- play Crazy Taxi? No.
1: I, I think this is a safe bet. I think this is a very safe bet for Sega. Very. Yeah, it's very. very I think very if safe. they're gonna if if, if if they're gonna make a comeback, this is how they do it.
2: Hundred uh, percent. I don't know because we always talk about the Sega comeback that never happens. I mean, I, remember,
1: I'm cautiously optimistic.
2: Remember that Sonic the Hedgehog open world game that came out that was supposed to change the game for Sega, and it came and went.
0: Yeah, I'm, I mean, it I'm, was still well received.
2: It was well received, but that did not change the fact that Sega is now going back and going back and making their old games again. They're like, yeah, nobody cares about mm-hmm. this anymore. I, I really want to see more from Sega than what Sega has shown thus far. Um, but I mean, they
1: they they definitely. You need guys want to get into a super new controversial fr- topic to split ideas. the internet
2: uh, the other day? Yes. Or let me phrase sure. that the day before the, the split the internet the day before.
1: Ah, uh, so, I see what you did there.
2: Thank uh, you. Yes. I appreciate that. So when a game on Steam is the most wishlisted game, what does that mean to you guys? Most wishlisted. I don't use Steam. I'm not an online or not a PC gamer. <laughs> what exactly is that?
1: So wishlisted for me and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, basically means like a hype or that you're the most looking forward to this, you know, product.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Basically like, Hey, I saw this little clip for this game uh, on Steam. I can wishlist it. And uh, yeah, I'll be queued in on anything that, has, any updates that come regarding this game.
2: Okay. So there was a game that was called The Day Before. Well, it's still called The Day Before, but uh, there's a studio that's no longer called the uh, Fantastic after this. There was a game that was announced in January of twenty. 20- I was a 2020 or 2021 2021 and this game called the day before was quickly <laughs> sent to the steam's most wish uh, list game, most anticipated game. And here's why in January of 2021, they announced this game and it was an IG. You can still find the YouTube trailer on IG, uh, IGN and the announcement trailer made this game seem like it's this nitty gritty, mmo post-apocalyptic zombie world where you're like trying to scavenge through cars there's stealth missions involved an excellent shooting system this trailer itself got the apparently the steam pc community so hyped that it it basically created goodwill for this game for the next two years okay now, when this game was first announced, it was announced, everybody was like, oh, this is going to be epic. This game is going to be perfect. Let's go ahead. Let's keep, let's market. We're going to follow this game and we're going to follow through. Okay. So the developer of this game was called uh, Fantastic, which was founded in 2015. Fantastic is a studio you might not be familiar with, at least until now, which released its first game uh, called The Wild Eight about two years later in 2017. It was a small independent studio uh, that went by the name 8Points and used Kickstarters to fund its first game. So you kind of a small studio making rather small games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had never made a project that was this big in depth or scope. Yes. However... It was very ambitious. An ambitious project. Thank you. It was a very ambitious project. However... With it having a couple years of lead time, you know what? Maybe we can make this happen. They said, yeah, we're going to release this game. We're going to be building it for years to come. This is going to be such a great game. We're super excited to show you. So after it showed this really grandiose trailer, um, it kind of went silent. It went silent for a little bit, but that's kind of to be expected. You release a game trailer, it goes away, and you expect them to be working on it. After this trailer was released, people were comparing it to The Last of Us, Tom Clancy's Division, and DayZ, so people were super excited. However, when this trailer was unveiled, there were small—I'm going to say this because I've done some research—there was a, quite a few smaller skeptics. Some people saying, okay. this game seems more like..." Some people saying, "This game seems like a copycat." Other people saying, "There does—it does not seem possible." that the studio, which is not backed by a major developer, is going to be able to create this. However, let's give it an opportunity. Despite all that skepticism, it still became um, the most uh, anticipated game behind Hogwarts Legacy. A few months after the game was released, the fantastic team released a second gameplay video. This one was even more impressive, showing uh, driving mechanics where you can drive through like deep water. You can actually repair tires. There's again more stealth elements. You can loot a gas station, mm-hmm. farming. You're seeing like the environment is destructible, so it looks like okay. We're saying we're we're here, and the key here with this gameplay gameplay trailer, uh, not not trailer, but this gameplay video, was that. This is a massive world. This was a massive world. You can actually see all the way into the distance. You can drive vehicles to get to the next area. So it seemed like, okay, this really is a major MMO. So the game was set to be released June 21st, 2022. However, and in yet another new trailer, developer promised even more features, including a base where players could work out, relax in a sauna, socialize in bars, and here's a kicker. And there was a massive shopping mall to explore and complete with a knockoff version of the Apple Store, Tiffany's, and Louis Vuitton. The trailer also showed showed players customizing a secluded locked cabin and modifying highly detailed weapons with attachments. One month before the day before its original launch date, which was supposed to be in October, uh, no, uh, in June 2022, one month before the day was supposed to release fantastic announced the game was delayed the day before had slipped eight months and now it was slated to be released on March, 2023. So when you have a game that's delayed, that is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, Hey, no, I mean, just the look game at- is del-
1: no, go ahead. I was going to say, just look at our, our favorite game of all time. That keeps on getting delayed. <laughs>
2: And it's coming out in February. Um, but here's the kicker: we'll see it if it happens. Uh, we'll go we'll get into that in February. I, can't wait. I cannot wait. I cannot. Yeah. I am so excited Dude. to talk about that. that I'm. I'm, I,
1: I'm. I'm. expecting another delay announcement.
0: Wait, oh, saying you guys realize the game came out? right? Wait,
2: did it? No, it didn't. No, it didn't.
0: He yeah, he's
2: doing a. He's doing a bit. Yeah. Skull and bones did not come.
0: No. Chris, Wait, which Skull not. and
2: Bones. Skull and Bones.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. You're an you're I thought an idiot. you were still talking about the... Okay. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Keep going.
2: <laughs> I'm building the story for the listeners, Chris. Chill. All right. So the game was delayed eight months and was set to be released in March 2023. Now, usually it's supposed to be, okay, we're going to go ahead, work out a couple more bugs, really implement the features we really want to implement. That would be the general reason why a game would be delayed, right? Yes, that that makes sense. That was actually, that was not why the game was delayed. And here is what Fantastic had said. Feeling and understanding the great responsibility we face, with enormous gratitude in our hearts, we're pleased to announce the day before is switching to the new Unreal Engine 5 technology. So the game was Hmm. delayed eight months because they were changing the entire engine the game ran on. Which is wild.
0: That's incredibly hard to do. I'll tell you that right
2: now. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get into it's, that because you can't do when that you're switching to the Unreal 5.
0: No, yeah, no you cannot. Um, I'll I'll put it in perspective. We had a project um uh, I work in software. We had a project to um kind of get our platform on like to look more like up to date and stuff. So originally it was just going to be a like just a reskin right Mm -hmm. and uh the the people in charge of the project yeah yeah we could do this in about six months or so it's like like yeah all right i'll I'll see it when i believe it right so (laughs) six months go by uh yeah we're not even close to being done they so just to do a reskin uh, became, hey, we're going to redo the, the whole thing. So that's kind of what you're talking about doing in a way um, is they have to redo everything. like every Any piece of code that has anything to do with Unreal Engine has to be t- retested and verified that it is not causing issue with whatever you've got going on, right? So they have to go through and test every bit of code that they have already written right yep. So for us, it took us uh, let's say about it was about three years. <laughs> so it is not a small project for what what that would be entail. That is not that is not small in any way shape or form.
2: Exactly. You have eight months to entirely change your engine from the ground up. So every trailer and everything that you have shown, prior to that is going to no longer being valid. So those gameplay videos that you showed before you switched to Unreal Engine 5, that game actually no longer exists. Okay?
1: Exactly. However,
2: Fantastic, again, the developer, did not see the problem in this. The transition to a more advanced and adapted open-world engine will make the gameplay of the day before even more fantastic. Now, that last-minute so, delay uh, – oh, go ahead, Mason. Oh, what
1: I was going to say, uh, <coughs> speaking of the delay with the day before, from what that article you sent me, Devin, didn't they say that the delay was all a part of the plan? <laughs> they did.
2: They said that Did
1: was did part I, of plan so Or just... did I did... – because like, I, I almost had to do a double take. I'm like, how the fuck are you about to say that? Like, oh, the delay was a part of the plan. So it's like, what? Well, you you have to
0: want to delay stuff.
1: And you never want to admit that it was all a part of it.
2: Well, this is where we're going to start getting into some scummy gray area. So this is when people Uh started. People were starting to believe that, okay, this may be a scam. People didn't have faith in the project. And in June 2022, Fantastic was criticized not for its changing to the Unreal Engine, but for its use of unpaid volunteers in the development of the day before. I saw that.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I was like, yo, that is fucked up.
0: So we- hey, they signed up for it. Now, mind you, yes, it is not right that they didn't pay for them. I do not, I agree. But. At the same time, those fools signed up for it. <laughs> well,
2: here's, here's what fantastic. Did they know bo- that they were volunteers? It. Well, yes. Here's what fantastic boasts on its website. Yes. It said that anyone can be a part-time volunteer to contribute to the fantastic community and get cool rewards, participant participation certificates and free codes. Some of that volunteer work included translations. Developers promoted a volunteer voice trailer in French and Portuguese just last month and community moderation. Other volunteer work was more opaque according to uh, to the website. Part-time volunteers can also offer their unique skills to improve our pod projects or create new special features. So on their website they were saying y'all can work for us for free.
0: <laughs> yeah. I so like I said that's you do what you will with your time. I'm not working. No, hell no. (laughs)
2: They for real. I can't,
0: they for real (laughs) said,
2: I'm so glad you both have a problem with that because fantastic later clarified the statement that volunteer work doesn't relate to code writing or development itself though, but other important things such as uh, moderation, localization, or simply rooting for us and cheering us, uh, cheering us on. In In January 2023, Fantastic released another brief gameplay trailer, which showed ray tracing and NVIDIA DLSS tech featured promised for launch. It also promised a deeper look at the game, highlighting features and gameplay elements requested by our community, while also providing a clear glimpse into the current state of development for the day before. So when a developer announces this, We're gonna give you a look on the inside. These are usually called development diaries. It lets you know specifically what a team is working on, how they're doing, and just showcasing particular features. It's not a gameplay video. It's just saying, hey, here are the features. And usually when a developer announces they're going to do this, if the developer is reputable, they will actually follow through with this. Instead, players looking forward to another peak of the day before got something else entirely. Another eight month delay. (laughs) Which is crazy. (laughs) And Fantastic originally chalked this delay up to a trademark dispute with a calendar application that uses the name the day before. Uh, And this, Mason, uh, the delay was already part of the plan. This delay was a part of the plan, said the developers. (laughs) Uh So they plan to get into a trademark Uh dispute with the calendar. Got it. Uh, oh, geez. The day before, yeah,
0: sure. Mm-hmm.
2: The the day before was now going to be launched on November 10th. Because of this, because of the uh, the game getting pushed back, because of the ambitiousness of the product, people were becoming again more skeptical. However, that did not stop this game becoming. This did not drop this game from being the Steam's most wanted. This was still Steam's most anticipated game. So with the skepticism building. Fantastic released another statement. We understand that some players not seeing the whole picture might have doubts about the game. We've been creating the game for four years, and all these... Hold on, Chris. Just wait. All these years, the game has... Uh, all these years have been full of sweat and blood to make this game. And for many members of our team, it is unpleasant to hear such accusations. No matter what anyone says, you'll see for yourself on November 10th this year. We hope after the game's success, we'll give, peop- we'll give people's faith that in this life... If you preserve towards a dream, it will come true despite all obstacles and doubts. I'm going to tell you right now, the day yeah, before okay. did not release on November 10th. It was delayed again. Yes, it was. In the months in the months leading up to the game's actual release on Steam, Fantastic released more trailers. However, a lot of people were criticizing <laughs> these trailers, seem to be almost exact copies of trailers from Call of Duty and even Grand Theft Auto. And unfortunately... The day before was delayed to be delayed until December 7th. Okay. Now, when the game was released, it was going to be released via early access. Early access is basically this game is not yet finished. We're going to sell it to Mm -hmm. you under, under the premise that we are still working on this game And the full final game will be released in anywhere from six to eight months, okay?
1: So Baldur's Gate did that with with early access, but uh, that was a lot different.
2: Exactly. Now, when the game was released on December 7th, that's when all hell broke loose. Now, you can expect a game to have its problems, especially when it's released. That's not what happened. From day one, the day before, had massive problems. The North American servers were overloaded. You could not actually load into the game for several hours after paying forty bucks, mind you. Players complained of hour-long wait times. The game would frequently crash and suffered from other bugs. Some of them were amusing. Now, when I IGN actually did a twenty-two minute, uh, the first twenty-two minutes of gameplay, like IGN does this frequently. Do you know what happened mm-hmm. in the first 22 minutes of gameplay that IGN <laughs> did for the day before?
1: Did it cry? I
2: mean I'm assuming
1: the game crashed?
2: Oh yeah. I have never. I th- it was so bad that I actually laughed out loud for a whole minute straight. When the game when the game first starts, you're waking up in like a doctor's office. "Hey, we found you. Welcome to Woodbury or whatever." All right, now get out of the bed. And let me see if you can stand when the IGN character, when the person playing as the IGN character gets out of the bed, their character is already glitched outside. They're they're glitched into the wall. And the only thing that they can do (laughs) is fall into the void. So the character (laughs) just falls in the void for about a full two minutes of just straight falling. This was the very first gameplay that IGN got to experience okay
0: so that's after insane. rebooting
2: the game these things happen mason these things happen so after rebooting the game ign tried it again when they got out of the bed they were still glitched into the wall and i am laughing so hard <laughs> that it happened twice <laughs> and so,
0: that's,
2: and so that's this time so
1: amazing i love it
2: and so this time they're, they're stuck in the wall they can't fall. They cannot leave the wall. They are just stuck. So what they do to get unstuck is they look at the doctor character they were talking to, and they press F on the keyboard, and it opens a cutscene. That gets them unstuck from the wall, okay? So now the problem's no problem. We can continue on. As people, as IGN continues this game, one of the things we're realizing is, wait, this game is actually really boring, Nothing that we've seen... There's nothing.
0: It's a dead world.
2: It's a dead world. Nothing that we've seen from the trailers, nothing that we've seen from any of the gameplay videos that have been shown, none of that, and I do mean none of that, is present in this game. Though the world is quote-unquote open world, it's a small map. You cannot traverse nearly as far. the, the station, There was a, a level where you can go into a gas station. That gas station doesn't even exist. The one whole gameplay trailer does not exist. You cannot climb into uh, skyscrapers. There is no stealth element. And get this, guys. If you're having a survival game, you would think that it would be melee combat, right? Yeah. There isn't. There was no melee combat. The game, there is no melee combat. There's none of that.
1: Was it just like long-range combat, like shooting or?
2: Yeah, it's only shooting only guns and if you run out of ammo guess what you get to do you get to run away you can't you cannot fight anything <laughs> That's with your hands like, oh yeah so as IGN is they run out they're in the world for the very first time and they come across a zombie the zombie is apparently a bullet sponge because like this zombie is taking hits <clears throat> and most of the hits are missing by glitching
1: <laughs>
2: and and when the IGN player runs out of bullets, that's it. There's nothing else they can do. Now, usually when you have a survival game of this sort, you should have like some kind of HUD, a heads-up display, something. Not not the day before. The day before does not have that. There is no heads-up display. If you <laughs> want to know if you want to know where anything is on the map, you have to stop. This is not you're not pausing the game. This is still real time. You have to stop, pull out a, t- a tablet and look at the map, and then figure out which street you need to walk to. Keep in mind, because nothing is being paused at this time, the zombies just run up on him and just start beating his ass. Uh, <laughs> that is funny.
1: It, now, the correct screen me of, if I'm... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead.
2: Because we, we I was got what well, are to talk about.
1: I was just going to say in the IGN article that covered the game i saw that they gave it a one out of ten
2: <laughs> and nice. yeah it's, and here's the kicker they said yeah we're not joking this is not a good game this game is like yes it has some redeemable qualities like yeah it's okay but technically it's a technically it's a bad game the features, <clears throat> basic it's, features it's like unplayable. are absolutely missing um they wouldn't say it's unplayable they just said there's no reason to play it like, it's, it's quote-unquote a finished game because they said that it is not a survival shooter. It's not a survival MMO zombie game. It's more of a looter shooter type of game. Now, when they did play this game, when the <laughs> game was first announced, I think at one point, they had about 30,000 current players in the MMO, right? Now, as of today... I saw it was quite a bit. <clears throat> as of today, that number had dropped from 30,000 down to 27 people.
1: Only 27? Holy cow. Only 27
2: concurrent players at this current moment. Wow. Now That's insane. Now, what, now when IGN was playing this, they said that there was a bug. There, like, you, There is currency in this game. You can use that currency to buy different guns and buy ammo, but it's very difficult to come by. But there was a bug that allowed you to duplicate currency. Hey, well, there you go. Because this is a PC game, and because people are dicks, what they did was what other players did: is they, I guess, duplicated their currency, bought the best weapons in the game, and then they're sitting by spawn points and just murdering you the second you. <laughs> oh, in the game. and just and just camping. Wow. And also, oh, because this is a because this is a survival MMO. Guess what you lose when you die. Everything. everything your equipment that and you money had, everything everything that you had so now you have to for you to go find that you have to load back into the world and go search for it again and now now after this game was discovered to be just absolutely tr- atrocious the developer said don't worry guys we'll work with you'll work with us we'll continue getting this game better that was on day one As at this current moment, the development studio Fantastic no longer exists. Here's what had happened. Fantastic, the developer, came to the realization that uh, this game is absolutely trash. The developer said in a statement on December 11th on Twitter, the day before has failed financially and we lack the funds to continue. All income received is being used to pay off debts from our partners. At the moment, the future of uh, the future, At the moment, the future of the day before is unknown, but the servers will remain uh, operational. We apologize if we didn't meet your expectations. We did everything within our power, but unfortunately, we miscalculated our capabilities. Creating gaming is an incredibly challenging endeavor. At this current moment, Steam actually had to issue refunds. 50% of the people who bought this game requested refunds. 50%. The people who request this game requested refunds, and Steam is refunding everyone because they believe that they were scammed for their money.
1: After wow! Fantastic- I did, I, <laughs> I did, I did also see the CEO went radio silent and basically deleted himself off of social media and is nowhere to be found.
2: Oh yep, well, that is true. There's a, He's gone. There is an up. There is an update, guys. I got an update for you. Oh, too. oh. So after the fantastic like like development, after the. Fan- Right after the Fantastic Developer Studio had uh, closed, the CEO dipped, they took the money, and they literally ran, okay? But that Fantastic Studio, fanta- the developer fantastic, um, fantastic, yes, it closed, but technically it did not. It Apparently, after the, fan- the developer had cl- actually closed the stores and deleted all social media and deleted everything, they had changed their name Back to eight points. So the developer. Oh, what? oh my God. They only changed their name. They got rid of everything that to do with Fantastic and they changed their name. They did not permanently close. They just changed their name to get you to think that, hey, we're no longer in business. They never actually closed. They just changed their name oh. and closed anything, that had to, do and closed anything that had to do with the day before. Now, upon this people were thinking that this was a scam there was a deep dive going on on reddit and what the deep dive surmised was was that this game probably was not ever actually built in the last 4 years the game was probably built within the last 8 months and here's how we can probably tell yeah because a lot of the assets that were in the game were bought
0: so Wait, they were bought? the buildings
2: the buildings were bought they were just they were they were software packages they the buildings were bought the guns were bought the ui was bought <laughs> oh wow almost every single aspect of this game was had a $29 $29.99 package behind it so this was this game was not built from the ground <laughs> up it was built and people just moved in furniture that's all this game was
1: wow so that's insane so
2: it burnt. So at first I was like, oh, this can't be this can't be a scam. It's just gamers not doing their due diligence. However, after doing deep dives, oh yeah, this game was a hundred percent a scam. Every part of this was a scam. You have the developer <laughs> it who releases like the game, does not offer refunds, they close up shop, they go away, they come to find out the people that the developer only just paid money to get the game built, and then they just left. And then once they left, they just changed their name so they can keep doing it again. The day before I'm That's going crazy. to go ahead and officially say is 100% a scam and people who bought it, you should feel guilty because here's why. At no point in my research, because I started, I literally started back to January, 2021 and researched this game all the way up to now. At no point during any of my research or gameplay of watching this, did I ever think this game looked good? At no point did I say, this is a game I want to play. At no point did I say, this game is going to come out because I'm like this game just looked sketchy from the get-go. I just did not trust it and I would never have bought this. People did not do their due diligence and I I love this. I'm going to go a quick tangent here. I love how once people discover that they've been scammed, once people discover this. Oh, well I wasn't scammed. It was I I knew I knew. Everybody, everybody knew. Everybody knew it was a scam. So why is everybody requesting their money back if y'all all knew it was a scam?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> that, that is such a it's, good point
2: everybody is going ahead and saying oh well I clearly knew it was a scam but no apparently no you one can, knew it was a scam you, because you can every-
1: easily say that
2: also I forgot s- to mention you can say that after I, the fact I forgot to mention this but I, I'll I'll tell you right now Do you remember how I said this was Steam's most wishlisted game <laughs> and most anticipated yes yeah apparently fantastic was not only buying the asset to put in the game they were also may or may not have been buying bots to put this game at number one
1: to do oh okay oh that's got the me. plot thickens
2: yes so when you that's go trash. in when you go into Oof. like the initial like steam reviews before obviously before the game was released almost all of the comments that were like plusing that were thumb upping the game were almost all the exact commentary. Always bots. And they were always bots and always Russian, which is where the developer of course. is based. It's <laughs> always
1: the Russians. So, oh my God. this is all right. Is the, so, uh, speaking of, this is such a big tangent, Devin. And I'll just briefly touch on it. But speaking of Russians, did you hear about like the whole Russian scare? that was happening in oh in ohio no no did, did you hear about this at all, all right. I'll, I'll tell you guys after the podcast
2: okay well yeah, we'll, well yeah i'm curious so my whole point of this is is the day before was an absolute <clears throat> scam and it is now the one of the lowest ranked games of all time i don't currently sitting at a one out of ten i believe it and and I, i'm i'm i can't believe i'm going to say this but congratulations to Lord of the Rings, Golem, and King Kong. You're no longer the worst. The <laughs> two worst games of the year. You yeah, got beat out uh, in the final uh, moments.
1: I know. Hey, uh, <laughs> Freaking the day before is the buzzer
2: beater. Yeah, the day. The congratulations. The day before uh, the day before is not going to be getting best ongoing support. I'll tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that that is the whole day before drama summed up in a nutshell. And I did read some more it. information, but I think it's more of opinion than anything else. And the information is basically a lot of influencers and media personalities made this game seem like it was going to be better than it actually was. And I'm mm. not going to agree with that statement because you should take everything with a grain of salt in, in today's. Game exactly. Y- you really should. social influencers is only job is to influence you to buy something. If you're going to an influencer for like, Oh, well the influencer said that I should get this and it turned out not to work for me. Well, what, what was their job title? Mm-hmm. What, what were they mm-hmm. supposed to do? <clears throat> so unfortunately we influence ran a little you. bit influence <laughs> you. Exactly. So unfortunately that story was a very long time. So I'm, we're going to go ahead and just briefly run to the next story. Rest in peace. E3. And I'm very sad to hear that news.
0: Yeah,
1: I I am too. I mean, it had a long storied history. It it had uh, staggered runs. I mean, this isn't the first time we've talked about E3. But the fact that it's officially done done is very sad. Because it had a storied history. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, very, very sad that E3 is gone. We shall miss you.
2: We shall miss you, but apparently the Video Games Awards is going to be the next big thing with their three-hour presentations. Um, now, before we call it a day, on the last episode, Mason and I uh, were said we were going to talk about something on this podcast, and before we go, we are going to talk about yes. it. Yeah. And that is the movie, Godzilla Minus One. Go ahead, Mason, give it
1: yes. to us. Yes. Well, hopefully... Uh, My internet and quality doesn't cut apologies for this episode quality for for those listening. I don't know what's going on with my stuff today. But uh, yes, Devin is right. We both saw Godzilla minus one directed by Takashi Yamasaki. And he also wrote it. And the producer was Toho, which is one of the most, if not the most influential and popular production companies within Japan. The entire movie was in Japanese, had an all Japanese cast, written by a Japanese guy. So in all sense, this is a product of Japan. So that is that was, that was so exciting, first and foremost. And... Also, this served as the 70th anniversary of Godzilla. Did you know
2: that? No. I actually did. Did you know that, Devin? I sure did. I love Oh, okay, cool.
1: Awesome. Yeah, 70 years. Can you believe it? It's insane. So I will try to be as brief as possible with, with my review. I did write an official one on... Uh, letterbox. If you if you search me up on that review uh, app, you can look at my full in-depth review of the film. But I will say, the king of all kaiju is back. The monolith of all monsters that is Godzilla is back in true fashion. And this was such a phenomenal movie-going experience for me. I had the opportunity to watch it in IMAX, and it had to be one of the best moments since Avengers Endgame for me. Whoa. Honestly, like I I like no joke, at the end of the film everybody did a standing ovation. So that was absolutely insane to experience and during the whole watching experience, the audience was like gasping, they were they were uh like cr- uh, they were crying at certain parts because the movie told a very human story and I, I very much appreciated that. I thought it was one of the more emotional tellings of a monster film that we've seen in quite some time. And I, I was not mad at all at the, the human element that they did focus on. Like it was a mixture of the human element and then the, the monster element, but it was very, very, very interesting. It, it followed these, these group of men who survived uh, World War II after the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And it, it kind of like weaved this tale of how Godzilla was kind of, I'll use the word, baptized in the uh, atomic radiation of these blasts and you know, it gave birth to this gargantuan atomic monster. So that was really cool to kind of see that take and not only see Godzilla morph into the the monster that he is it was also very cool to see the transition of these these men who survived the war into modern day you know society and then just to see them experience tragedy after Arguably one of the worst tra- tragedies that, you no know, we've seen um, since like the Holocaust, arguably, uh, you know, the atomic bomb killed. What, ten- tens of thousands of people, I believe it was around like 70,000 people, roughly, if my uh, history serves me right. But just to see them experience the tragedy of Godzilla after this, it was like, holy shit, can you catch a break? my gosh. Right. Um, and then the last thing I'll touch on before you give your thoughts, Devin is this movie had a budget of roughly $15 million or less, which is insane. The, the effects that this movie was able to accomplish with that budget. I am at a loss at, to figure out how they were able to do that because big budget American films can't come close to what this movie did in in my opinion, like the effects that they implemented with Godzilla were a huge Marvel to behold. And if you, if you like monster films, if you like human drama, if you like action, I highly encourage you to, to watch this film. I think it is definitely a film for the general public. I think anybody can watch this. Uh, I don't really have anything negative to say about the film, other than the fact that maybe the script writing was a little predictable, but that's a very, very minor complaint. So if I'm going to give it a score, I would give it like a <sighs> uninformed gamer score of 9.75 out of 10.
2: Wow. Wow. That's pretty low. That's well well i um before i get into mine i'll throw some more information out there so yes it had a budget of 15 million dollars but at this current moment it is grossed 55 million and um, that meaning it's a meaning it's a success but it also broke some box office it also broke some box office records the 37th film in the godzilla franchise godzilla minus one now holds the title A Biggest Single-Day Domestic Box Office for a Foreign Live-Action Film, and it also is the largest domestic debut for a live-action Japanese film, and the second highest debut yeah. for a live-action foreign-language film ever. I, um... Now, you said that you watched it in IMAX. I did, nice I just went to a regular theater. And when you yes. said that, when people... When you say people stood up and clap, I never understood, like, why people do that. I always thought that was weird. I'm like, they can't hear you. But... After no i know that this movie, it's just an experience yeah, yeah after watching this movie i understand why this movie <clears> was <throat> so goddamn good like i was not expecting this movie yeah it was as hype good it was
1: it, no neither was i was, like there, i knew i was going to like it
2: there was a moment as i'm watching this that i'm literally saying this motherfucker don't miss godzilla was a Dog in this, I was like, "This guy too." Yeah, <laughs> I like, I like, bro, I you so Godzilla mad. Godzilla gave no fucks in this film. None, none whatsoever. That boy, he Chris. <laughs> when I tell you, you have never seen a character like this, Godzilla. I ain't even playing. He was just doing shit just because he's mm-hmm. an asshole at this point. Um. Yep. But what I, but, it, but I will agree, Mason. I thought the budget was much higher until like i went and looked i did at too it and i was just like because that budget that's not just the movie that also includes marketing actors everything so yeah, they didn't spend shocked. 15 million dollars I... on all the destruction i it was everything I thought it was everything over overall some people thought the 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 main story is cheesy which a lot of people always do when it comes to godzilla movies I really enjoyed, the like, the main story. Welcome. Like, that, the entire story. I did, too. I actually, like, I actually almost, I almost teared up. I was like, and you know what scene I'm talking about? I almost teared up, and I was just like, wow, this really is a movie about dealing I, with quite a lot.
1: I, now, there and, there's a couple scenes that I I would argue deserve a tear up. Are you referring to the scene I'm where refer- the woman says...
2: Um, uh, I'm oh, sorry, referring to the scene. I'm referring to the scene where, um, how can I explain? This without not a spoiler where the guy is pushed with between the walls. Oh, okay. Yep. I was like, Ooh, yep. I, because yeah, the I, way the when, story when
1: that happened
2: was so well,
1: Ooh, yeah. So when that when that scene happened, I, I'll try not to spoil anything. The entire theater gasped, and then there was a
2: lot of people that said, "Oh no!" Yeah, because <laughs> but but, he, but here was the reality: the movie was written so well, you did not see it coming, but you knew it probably could have happened.
1: Yeah. Because, exactly.
2: I because there's Chris. You need to go watch this. You and you and. uh yeah, sorry. Uh, I need to go watch this movie because it is that. <laughs> it's good. very good, though. Mason, Mason, you're giving it a nine point seven five out of ten. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I don't think I've ever done this before on the podcast. Probably with one other movie. I think I do with Top Gun Maverick. I'm gonna give Godzilla minus one five uninformed gamers out of five. It is getting a perfect score from me. Oh shit! Perfect score. Okay. Wow. And, and honestly, and after, I, I was very tempted. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that. I probably had a bit of a problem with no, because then it kind of it kind of no, I'm not gonna say that because then it kind of like makes sense. I'm giving it a perfect score. I just truly thought this movie was mm-hmm. how you this is exactly what I want out of a monster movie. Yeah. I want a monster I that agree. Really does not give a fuck. I want chances that seem like there's nothing we can do to survive this, and I want a story that I actually care about. If you give me all three, you're getting a perfect <laughs> exactly. movie. I thought got to the minus one, perfect movie. Um, and that I'm going to stand by that and I'm going to die by that.
1: The one, the one scene, and this isn't a spoiler of the film. If you haven't seen it, the one scene that got me hype and just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Is the scene where Godzilla is in the water and he's chasing the small boat. And it's very akin to like, Jaws, in a way. Man, I, I, do, do you about, know what scene I'm talking about?
2: about? I know exactly what scene you're talking about, and I thought it was ironic you use Jaws by, based on what happens next in that scene. It was such a great film. Uh, mm-hmm. I If it's still in theaters, you need to see it in theaters. I feel like if you can see it in IMAX, go see it in IMAX, because Godzilla, we always know how big Godzilla is. Godzilla looked significantly bigger this time than he's ever been big.
1: Yeah. And I, I like that they started him off as like, almost like a baby. And then he grew into uh you know, this, this, this massive unit of a creature.
2: Oh yeah. But since we're already at our hour and 30 minute Mark, is there any final thoughts so we can go ahead and get up out of here for the day guys. And possibly for the year, it's actually December. Usually our yeah. last episode is after the video game awards for the year
0: yeah none for me
1: uh i don't believe i have got anything
2: all right well i will go ahead and go ahead and send to start with our send-offs thank you all so much for joining us for the uninformed gamers for 2023 if you like what we do here be sure to give us a like and a subscribe and also give us a comment on what we can prove on do better for next year if you want to contact us, you can reach us at the Twitter page, at Uninformed Gamers, or on TikTok, at Uninformed Gamers. And if you would like to connect with me personally on Xbox, I am Darkness Tiger, and on PS5, I am Darkness Tiger 2, but I am significantly more active on Xbox. All right, guys, give your sign offs
0: Yes. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at Chameleon Games. <clears throat>
1: And I have been Mason, also known as Rad Dreams from Rad Dreams Review on YouTube and Rad underscore Dreams on Twitch. Feel free to give me a follow there. I will be streaming games more.
2: All right, you all. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We will see you next year. Bye. Later. Peace.